Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Thank you for joining us again for Alabama AgCast. This is Hunter McBrayer, Commodity Division Director for the Alabama Farmers Federation and Executive Director of the Alabama Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association. Today, we're really excited to have Ellie Watson, Director of Sweet Grown Alabama, join us. Ellie? Thanks for taking a little bit of time. Yeah, Hunter, I always love talking with you about things that we love serving Alabama farmers, so I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. It, Ellie, it's been really exciting over the last uh, year and a half or so to, to watch you grow as the director for Sweet Grown Alabama, but before we kind of get into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background? Of course. I was blessed to grow up on a row crop farm up in North Alabama in Colbert County, so farming has always been in my blood and what I loved. and Got to go to Auburn and study agricultural communications, and then when I started looking for jobs, took me to Georgia for a little bit, but got to come back to Alabama in about May of 2019 to serve as the director for Sweet Grown Alabama, and just absolutely love this role, love getting to work with and serve Alabama farmers every single day in this job. Well, it's certainly been a, a one heck of a year and a half since you started that, um, so that we make sure that all of our, our listeners know what exactly is Sweet Grown Alabama and, and kind of what how did it come about? So Sweet Grown Alabama is a state agricultural branding program. This is not a new earth-shattering concept. Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, all of our neighbors have been doing this extremely well for years. But Alabama farmers have been at a disadvantage because they have not had a branding program to help promote locally grown products in our state. So we kind of had a big team effort of agricultural stakeholders, the Alabama Farmers Federation and the Department of Agriculture being two of those that really took the lead and helped bring this program to life. So the entire purpose of Sweet Grown Alabama as a state agricultural branding program is to connect Alabama farmers and families. We want consumers to find and purchase locally grown products above anything else. So we do that through two primary ways. The first is through a searchable online database where consumers can go to sweetgrownalabama.org and find locally grown products through their zip code or by searching for a variety of products. And then we also do that through the use of the Sweet Grown Alabama logo. So our farmer members and restaurant members and market members can put that logo on their locally grown products. So whenever consumers are shopping, they can purchase that product with confidence, knowing that it was grown right here in our great state. So kind of along that line, you were talking about consumers want to know and can and so that they can buy things with confidence, I guess. Really now more than ever. People are, are really tuned in to where's your food coming from, whether it be because of a, a worldwide pandemic that's led to it or, or really long before that. People are, are more in in tune with what's going on, wanting to know where their food comes from, and honestly, in a lot of ways, wanting to support those people uh, that are in their community. So why do you think it's important that a program like this even exists? Sweet Grown Alabama really is critical in meeting that need of demand for local products. You're right, Hunter. We've seen a trend in the last several years of people wanting to know more about their food and other products that are grown in the state because there's a lot of emotion associated with what we're putting into our bodies. So 
people really want to have that connection to their food and want to feel socially responsible when they're purchasing products. So the best way that we know to do that is to purchase local. Not only are you helping a local family when you purchase local products, but you're helping that farmer hire a few more individuals in your community. Those people are going out and buying cars in the community and building homes and sending their kids to dance lessons in your community. So it really does have a ripple effect on the economy when you purchase a local product. Studies show us that even 60 cents of every dollar remain in that local community when you spend that money locally. So supporting local really does have an economic impact. It also has an environmental impact because you lessen transportation environmental effects by buying local, by shortening that supply chain. And finally, you get to know your grower. And people are really excited about looking a farmer in the eye and asking questions about why you produce a product a certain way or why you're doing things like this, why you're using GMO technologies or organic philosophies or grass-fed to feed your families. And that's the best way to learn, especially because there is a lot of misinformation on the Internet and through other channels. So looking a farmer in the eye and asking them how that is produced is a great reason to support local and a trend that we're really seeing. And we want to help farmers capitalize on that through Sweet Grown Alabama. Well, I think that 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 kind of brings up the next point I wanted to talk about. So with AFVGA, I'm a farmer-facing organization. I'm working every day to try to educate our producers on on better techniques, trying to advocate for them at state and federal level. But you're kind of a two-facing organization there. So you're obviously trying to get the word out. You're um, doing a whole lot of advertising across the state. Hopefully our listeners have seen some of those billboards across the state. Um, But on the other side, you're also working with farmers every day, trying to recruit them, um, trying to make sure that they know that Sweet Girl in Alabama is there to try to promote their product. So, you know, we have so many different farmers here in the state of Alabama. Obviously, I work with all the, the specialty crop producers, fruit and vegetable, but I think Sweet Grown Alabama is really beginning to reach out well past the specialty crop world, right? Absolutely. And, you know, we talk about food even, but Sweet Grown Alabama extends far beyond that because our program is open for any product grown in the state of Alabama. So when you think about things like greenhouse plants, for instance, Of course, we're going to want something that was grown here in Alabama in our climate from the beginning, because then it will translate into a better product at your house where it's already used to this climate that is in our state. So we are open to things that really range the entire spectrum of agriculture, forestry products, greenhouse products, honey, eggs, pecans, peanuts, beef, pork, chicken, and of course, the great produce that we grow in our state. Any product that's grown here with with pride is welcome to be a part of Sweet Grown Alabama, and we promote each of those equally. Good deal. So let's kind of transition a little bit into the membership of Sweet Grown Alabama. Um, Obviously, for consumers, it's easy for them to find that information through the database. Uh, They can go and search what type of food product or or whatever they may be looking for. But how does that work from the farmer side and, and even from the associate member side? So Sweet Grown Alabama, we realized very early on that there are a lot of players in this food system and in bringing local products to consumers. So, of course, farmers are what I would say the most important part of this because that is both of our loves, Hunter, working with farmers and helping farmers produce the best high-quality products they can for consumers. So 
Farmer memberships, like I said, are open for anyone growing any product in our state. We'd love to brand your products, Sweet Grown Alabama, and get your farm in that database. We also have associate memberships that may not necessarily be that traditional farmer. So if you're an agritourism operation, there's a place for you in Sweet Grown Alabama. We want to help promote your agritourism farm to consumers. But also outside of farmers, it's very important that we have these other players to help bring locally grown products to consumers. So our program is open to and actively recruiting farmers markets, restaurants that are serving locally grown products, grocery stores that are selling locally grown products, and even organizations and institutions that support the mission of connecting Alabama farmers and families. So there's a place for a lot of different organizations in Sweet Grown Alabama, and we really want to be an inclusive environment that brings together all of these players in getting local products to consumers. Well, and I, you know, I, I kind of mentioned earlier that we've seen a push back towards those type products, those locally grown or locally produced products. And so, you know, tell me a little bit how we have experienced a change in this program over the course of 2020. It's a year and a half old program. People really didn't even know what Sweet Grown Alabama was until back last fall and then really in the spring when y'all started doing an advertising push. What have you seen happen throughout 2020 and as people have reacted to some of the things that we've seen on the news? The really exciting thing, Hunter, is that not only have farmers gotten behind this program wholeheartedly and supported it and been excited about it, but as the pandemic hit in early 2020, we saw consumers getting really excited about this program. And originally, our plan was not even to kind of publicly launch the program until spring of 2020. But when the pandemic hit, consumers were demanding local products. They wanted to know whose hands had been on their products, where and how they had been grown more than ever. So we've seen a great response from consumers just getting energized and excited about Sweet Grown Alabama and trying to learn the best ways that they can support local farmers. So it's been very encouraging to see not only have farmers responded well to this program, but that this is an initiative that our entire state can get behind. Whether you have a connection to the farm or not, you're able to support local farmers by using that Sweet Grown Alabama database and by buying from local farmers instead of products that are coming from other countries or even other states. So to begin to wrap up, Ellie, I just want you to really talk about how people can find out more about Sweet Grown Alabama. What's the best way? Is it to reach out to you through the Department of Ag? Um, what's the best way that they can find some, some good information about the program? So whether you are a consumer or a farmer, if you're interested in membership or just interested in maybe sourcing from local farmers for your restaurant or just buying a local product in your neighborhood, sweetgrownalabama.org is a great resource for you to find products near you through that searchable online database. My contact information is also there at sweetgrownalabama.org. And I would love to connect you with farmers in your area if you're looking to source local or if you're looking for more membership information. It's all there on our website. The membership application is available online. And once it goes through an approval process, you will receive an invoice to pay your membership dues. And then you get onboarded as a new member into our program. Well, Ellie, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk with us about Alabama's agricultural 
promotion program. We're excited about Sweet Grown Alabama, and, and I hope that the rest of our listeners will too. To learn more about Sweet Grown Alabama or to sign up, check out www.sweetgrownalabama.org or find the link in our show notes at alphafarmers.org backslash agcast. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to subscribe to our channel to hear weekly conversation about news and issues impacting Alabama agriculture. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. This is Carla Hornady, Director of Cotton, Soybeans, and Wheat and Feed Grains for the Alabama Farmers Federation. In this wrap-up, we will hear how cotton farmers can become part of the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol, which is setting a new standard for more sustainably grown cotton. Today, I'm joined by Taz Smith, Producer Affairs Representative with the National Cotton Council. Taz, will you share how cotton farmers can learn more about the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol and why they should take the time to sign up? Well, thank you, Carl. Great to be with you this morning. Uh, Cotton Trust Protocol was launched back in 2018, and we saw brands and retailers really become more, want to scrutinize more about the cotton production in the the world. Uh, U.S. Cotton has a great opportunity to tell a great story. Uh, we've never had an opportunity to be able to measure our sustainability metrics, and the U.S. Cotton, Tr- Cotton Trust Protocol gives uh, our growers opportunity to do that. So we have a great story to tell. We've produced the highest quality cotton throughout the world. That's why our cotton is so demanded throughout the world. This also gives us this uh, opportunity to tell that great story about how, how we are the most sustainable, most efficient cotton production in the world. And the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol accomplishes that goal. Oh, we're hosting webinars across the cotton belt to get producers enrolled in the protocol. On Thursday, November the 19th at 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol will have a specific webinar for Alabama cotton producers to enroll. It's a webinar on how they can do that. To, to register, you go to the trustuscotton.org website. That is trustuscotton.org to register for the, for the webinar Thursday, November the 19th. If that date does not work for the growers, we have other webinars that we're conducting throughout the belt, and they can also register for one of those if those times suit them the best. But the one for Alabama, we are encouraging Alabama growers to go to that one if they can make that one, uh, Thursday, November the 19th at 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, we encourage everyone to participate, uh, really just to really bring value to U.S. cotton and bring, out, bring value to Alabama cotton producers. Thank you, Taz, for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for another episode of the Alabama AgCast. Thank you for joining us for Alabama AgCast. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash AgCast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.